Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Thank you for joining me on this very special edition of the Fantasy Impact Today podcast. Last night, while I was scrolling through my Twitter feed looking for some Twitter getters, I saw an easy pick for a Twitter getter. Now, if you're new to the program, you don't know what a Twitter getter is. It is a tweet that anyone has sent out that catches our attention, anybody's attention. It may be a great article or a stat that someone posts to Twitter. There are so many talented writers and tweeters out there that I love to give credit where credit is due. And sometimes uh, just a plain old simple retweet or a like doesn't seem like it's enough. So we've started here at the Fantasy Impact Today Network, started hashtagging things, Twitter getter. It's used also for like positive posts that are dedicated to making a positive impact in the world today, a, a catchphrase that we use at the end of each of our podcasts. But just because we want to make a positive impact in our world today, it seems like we get bombarded in the news with negative articles, negative news, and sometimes my negative cup just overflows with negativity and I just don't need any more negativity and it's hard for the positive news to find its way into the headlines so we're just trying to help that out some way somehow here at the Fantasy Impact Today Network so that's what we're trying to do we're trying to encourage people to go out and make a positive impact in the world today and this guy has done just that I saw some tweets last night and I kind of scrolled through them and I looked and I said I got to get this guy on the show and so we put this together here real quick uh, this afternoon Joining me from two-on-one fantasy sports and uh, uh, an undroppable member as well. That's what he is. He's an undroppable member. I have Dan. Dan from Twitter. How are you doing, Dan? Hey, how's it going today, Wes? Going great. Now, people can find you on Twitter at AWL Sabermetrics. I, I think I said that right, right? Yes, you did. Yep. All right. And the reason why Sabermetrics, I suppose, because you used to be a college baseball player. Yeah. So I played baseball in college. I coached a little bit there. Um, so I, I like, you know, analytics at some point, and then it's also a little bit of a joke because I think sometimes it actually can get taken a little too far, but I, all in all, you know, it helps explain the game a little bit. So I thought it was a fitting name to create a, uh, a fantasy, you know, uh, Twitter handle. No, that, that's that's perfect, especially fantasy sports. We can get we can we can dive deep into the analytics and try to find the players with the advanced stats that we think that are going to be able to produce in the future. But but Dan, this is what I saw last night. I saw a tweet from a very talented tweeter, Scott Simpson. It caught my eye, and as I scrolled down a little bit further down the timeline, I saw more and more tweets about this teacher charity tournament. And what exactly is this teacher charity tournament, Dan? Yeah, so it's something that, um, you know, 12 of us kind of got together. We're all uh, teachers um, from elementary school into the high school, and um, we kind of grouped together, and we want to do something positive. We wanted to make, you know, an impact within the fantasy community, but then, you know, the greater educational and just, you know, the United States in general. Kind of like you talked about in your intro with, you know, all the, the negativity that always we seem to get bombarded with. Um, this seems like a really, really great opportunity to try and do some good and, and, you know, make some positive changes and impact people's lives and children's lives in a positive way. So what, how exactly are you doing that? It, I, I think there's a charity that is being able to be helped. I think that there's a charity being helped during all this. Yes. Yes. So we, um, we created a, a donation link and it's actually, it's pinned to my profile on Twitter. Um, so again, that's AWL Sabermetrics and it's going to the organization, no kid hungry. 
and no kid hungry you know does a, a lot of a lot of work with trying to feed students and feed kids in our country that don't have a steady source of food and, and don't always know when their next meal is coming and um, that something that you know within the school community you see so much in of how kids you know rely so much on being school as really their only steady source of you know breakfast and lunch and sometimes even dinner so this was something that was near and dear to a lot of our hearts and we thought it would be a really cool thing to try and raise some money for that organization okay now you say that you as a teacher you see these kids uh, uh, depending upon meals to be able to get mm-hmm. them through the day. And and that's what I reached out to you on Twitter. And I, I told you a little bit about my story. And I think I mentioned this in a past show. And I, I was just in the Hunger Game draft. So it's kind of doubling up on me. And it's really hitting home. It's kind of one of those eye-opening moments for me where I'm saying, okay, Lord, what, what are you trying to tell me here right now? Um, <laughs> but when I, when I was a kid, I, I was one of those latchkey kids. It was just me and my mom growing up. I used to come home and I used to be one of those hungry kids. And this was long before I don't want to say teachers noticed or teachers cared because I'm sure they cared and surely they noticed at the time. But I don't know that their hands weren't tied of being able to do mm-hmm. things at that time. And so we didn't have a lot of backpack programs like we have here in our community that I'm a part of or uh, no kid hungry like like you're trying to help out right now. So this is a great thing. And this just touches my heart. Yeah, you did. And you reached out to me and that, that even touched me when you said that, you know, how much, how, you know, you identified with it. Um, and it is, it's, it's something that, you know, it's, it's tragic that, you know, any, any person in general, but especially, you know, our our most vulnerable on our children, um, across the country, you know, nobody should ever be afraid of or worried about when their next meal is. And we just thought, you know, if we could, we can raise some money for this, you know, our goal is to raise a thousand dollars, but even if we, fall short of that any money that we can raise to help feed a, a child in need we figured is is well worth our time and our efforts and any money that we can raise ourselves well this is a great twitter community and especially in the fantasy sports world so many people whenever i was uh, getting into fantasy sports and i started trying to create leagues and stuff like that people just kind of I, I, they, they they're like oh no i don't want to do that fantasy sport but this community it's such a great community of not only supporting each other and the work that we do and you know, reposting our posts and different things like that, but also on things on the outside like this No Kid Hungry. Uh, and you can find this at nokidhungry.org. You can find the link to helping out the teacher charity tournament right there or on Dan's Twitter at AWL Sabermetrics right there uh, for him. And he's pinned it there. Pinned it there. But but they, they support so many different things. And I have I don't know if I just was immune to it before. I just wasn't in the right circles before. But man, I have been impressed by how many people help out all the different facets of the community in this fantasy uh, in this fantasy community. I completely agree with you. It's okay. it's amazing. I mean, you know, obviously probably the most well known is Scott Fishbowl and how sure. he raises thousands and thousands of dollars for fantasy cares. It's um, you know, the, the charity work that so many people in the fantasy community do is it really is. It's, it's breathtaking. It's amazing. Um, and then even just the lower level stuff of retweeting each other, it's, it is really, really cool to see that, you know, people to people, even online can be very good to each other. Yeah. And, and look, a thousand dollars, that's very attainable. How are people kind of donating the money? I know they can go right there to AWL Sabermetrics and just follow that pinned tweet that you have, but is there anything else special that you're doing? Yeah. So it's actually, we um, decided our first round, uh, we want to try and auction off 
all of the first 12 picks. So basically you can pledge to, to, to donate, you know, however much money you want. Um, and if you win your bid for that pick, you can tell the person, you know, here's who to take. So for a while last night, actually, the leading bid for the first overall pick was going for a hundred dollars and wow. Brian Hoyer was going to be the number one pick. But I think we had a recent <laughs> update. Yes. I know Brian Hoyer would have been amazing. Um, I think Joe Mixon now is, is leading the pack to be the first overall pick and someone is pledging $115 to that, which is really, really amazing. I say, um, that, but it's, you know, something we're trying to do with all 12 picks. So, um, you can get in there and just say, Hey, I'll give, I'll donate $10 if you don't, you know, pick this person and you kind of just kind of bid it up from there and how it goes, you know, again, everything, a hundred percent of the money that we're taking in is going directly to no kid hungry you know there's there's no cut for any of us in it everything is going to help feed the kids so you know any money that people can donate is is something that you know we really are appreciating and cherishing no that's fantastic and dan i when i when i joined the hunger bowl i had to go through the no kid hungry thing and follow the link and donate there and that was pretty cool i i think that there was a minimum donation that you can make. So it doesn't have to, you don't have to donate a lot. You can just donate $5 if that's something that you would like yeah. to do. You're not adopting a kid each week. It's just a one-time donation. <laughs> unless of course you would like to donate uh, more continually. That'd be great. Uh, uh, Dan, I noticed you were a college baseball player. So you've had to have your eye on a little bit of major league baseball. What what have you thought about this season so far? You know, it's, it's different. It's, it's fun in a way, you know, the 60 game sprint is almost more of a playoff atmosphere. Um, you know, to pitchers have to get in and get outs right away. If you don't, you know, prepare to be lifted. And then, you know, the bullpen has to pick up the slack, but it's, you know, some of the new rules are interesting to see, you know, the, the extra inning rules for second base. I'm still not really a, a huge fan of, but you know, if it's just for this year, I can be okay with it, but it's fun. It's, it's different, you know, I'm just happy to have baseball back, to be honest. No, baseball is fun to watch. And I'm a I'm a numbers guy as far as baseball goes. I love to look at the numbers and see people uh, trying to break old records and stuff. And, you know, last year, I think we had Cody Bellinger and Christian Yelich both flirting with that 400 number for quite some time early on in the season. Surely, yeah. if, if a number like that is reached this year, it's just going to have to be a huge asterisk by, alongside of it. Yeah, yes. It would still be fun to watch. You see someone dominate even in a short season. That's no matter what, that's 60 games is would be an impressive mark to to hit. So, we'll we'll see what um we get out of it, but I'm excited to see, you know, hopefully guys keep staying in the hotel rooms so the, you know, Marlins and Cardinals don't ruin it for the rest of us. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'm hoping that we get a full season in here. It's made fantasy sports from baseball a little bit challenging. I wish that in my categories league that I'm in, uh, old-time friend league, I wish we would have had a, a scoring category be how many healthy players you have in a certain day. <laughs> it seems like I get Yahoo alerts all the time. That's exactly what you heard just now was a Yahoo alert going off on my fantasy league. Every morning I get the same thing. You get the updates of so-and-so is postponed or this person is out. And yep. That's, that's okay. I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate the effort, though, uh, so much by the Major League Baseball players. I, it was good to have a distraction from all the negative news that we were receiving for so long. Now we have something to distract us from those things. It reminds me of something that Zach Freed wrote in the Twitter feed last night. He talked about the teacher charity tournament that you're in. He, I think he, if I read this tweet right, he started a fantasy literature league. 
Our, yeah, so he was actually, it was, it's pretty amazing. Um, we just, we started talking about, you know, different ways fantasy has impacted, you know, us as teachers. And um, yeah, so I guess in his classroom, he created a kind of a game where you draft, you know, different literary types. And then when they're reading a story or reading a book or whatever it may be, uh, you know, when personification comes up, that like kid can get a point. And it's just kind of a fun way to blend teaching and learning with you know our love of fantasy sports no that would be great that would help me as a, as a young man and, I, and i'm not trying yeah. to exclude women either from this but you know with us uh, men it seems like we're a little bit no more numbers driven or a little more sports driven so that could help give them the encouragement to pay attention to what's going on in class instead of like me today dreaming about whoever's sitting in front of me in class maybe <laughs> Yeah, anything that gets kids more involved, I'm definitely off. <laughs> now, tell me, who's all involved in this teacher charity tournament? Oh, boy. So we have a, a few people. Um, so it's myself, and then, see, I have to, if I get my phone up, I can get you the whole list. But let's see here. We have the 12 founding members. Uh, Scott Simpson, and then Sam Walls, who does really, really awesome work um, for RotoViz. Uh, our friend Kevin, who is a high school uh, history teacher and a basketball coach, and he contributes for the FF Champs. Uh, John Law, uh, Gridiron School. He is someone that I'm sure if you're involved in fantasy Twitter, you've run across uh, his tweets before. He does a lot of really, really awesome stuff. And then uh, Andrew Woodruff, Woodruff, Woodruff. He is a math teacher. And he's a writer for FFB All Day. Next up, we have Crescent Sorby. And he's the co-host of the Monocle Dynasty podcast. Uh, and then Zach Freed, who you just mentioned, is another teacher. Um, he works for DFF Dynasty. And then someone that I know pretty well is Tim Petropolis. He works, um, he works for the Brodo Fantasy Podcast. Um, they do a lot of really awesome work. Um, I feel like a lot of fantasy Twitter is dynasty driven. A lot of what Brodo fantasy football does is redraft focus. So if you're a redraft fantasy pro fantasy football person, definitely go follow Brodo. And then um, a couple more guys. We have Shane Hallam and who works for uh, dynasty and Debbie analyst for fake pigskin, Todd Foster, who's at Dynasty FB Digest. And lastly is Renshaw Fantasy, who's the co-host of the Dynasty Dads podcast. So, and then myself, um, we kind of make up the, the original group here of teachers trying to raise some money. Now, are you starting a second group? I've seen a little Twitter buzz about this. Yes. So actually, there was so much buzz. Exactly. Buzz is a great way to say it. There was so much buzz for this last night um, that I have 12 more teachers already signed up that I'm creating a league for. And I'm even starting to get a third group with, with more and more wow. teachers uh, kind of reaching out. So it's, you know, quickly growing, which is pretty amazing. But once again, just a great fantasy community and Twitter such a great way to spread the word on so many different events that are going on, but a great event with NoKidsHungry.org. Let me take a minute to remind everyone that they're listening to the Fantasy Impact Today Network, and I would like to encourage you to visit the Fantasy Impact Today website where you can find all the past podcasts and articles. The website is FantasyImpactToday.com, and also let me let me thank you for your support, not only in this No Kids Hungry charity event that's going on, but also for this podcast. And for those of you who have not yet pushed those stars on the iTunes app or left a review, I'll encourage you to do so. 
Those actions by you are very important in helping this Fantasy Impact Today positivity movement grow and continue the momentum of events like this teacher charity tournament going on so we can help spread this positive vibe into the world again that we're on. I have Dan with me from the podcast Two-on-One Fantasy Sports and, and also from The Undroppables with me who started this teacher charity tournament. And once again, sometimes... It, both of us may be going in and out right now, but we wanted to put something together to continue this momentum that started up on Twitter last night because it was just a great movement to help fight childhood hunger, which I was a part of as a child. I was on the bad end of all this. So <laughs> now I'm able to take part in the positive side of things. And that is just awesome, Dan. Thank you so much for helping everybody be able to do this. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. This is actually the very first podcast that I've uh, I've ever came on and spoke with. So. This seems like a really amazing first uh, first step for me is to come on here and, and share some, like you said, this positivity movement and, you know, try to do some good for the kids of this country. So thank you so much for having me. No problem. Now, look, look, I, I got you for a little bit more here. Uh, you, okay. you, you said this was your first time, so you're kind of a rookie. What do you think? Yes, uh, we've, yes, we've had this, me and John Frisella at Legend Sports 7 have had this big discussion about rookies. I am not drafting any rookies this year in any kind of fantasy draft. Now, if you're in a dynasty league, of course you're going to draft rookies. But any redraft leagues or best ball leagues, I'm trying to stay away from rookies as much as possible this season because I just don't think they're going to have a lot of time to learn the playbook, to gel into the system. I, what, are, what are your takes on rookies going into the 2020 COVID season? Yeah. And and that's actually that kind of that feeling is something that I've been, you know, kind of touting for a little while now was to, you know, be very weary of rookies and, you know, don't, don't overdraft them. As we're getting a little closer, I think I'm, I want to say waffling or or anything, but I think it's going to be a little bit more rookie dependent. Um, Obviously someone like Clyde Edwards Hilaire with, you know, Damian Williams opting out his, his role is something that could be sky high. So, you know, and, and kind of rookies running backs in general is a little easier for them, but someone like Jalen Rager um, in Philadelphia or Justin Jefferson in um, Minnesota, those are still guys that I, I wouldn't mind taking in redraft, but definitely would be very round dependent. Um, I wouldn't be reaching for any rookie, even though I love Jalen Rager's landing spot. And I think, you know, outside of Zach Ertz, targets and receptions are very very wide open in philadelphia um for the exact reason that you mentioned i would definitely i wouldn't i wouldn't go out of my way to take a rookie um just because again they don't have that training camp they don't have those preseason games everything is going to be very much you know online and that's kind of a hard way you can't physically play football when you're you know in a zoom meeting (laughs) i would say i would definitely i would be very specific if the type of rookie that i'd want to go after i wouldn't take any of the rookie tight ends right i'm a i'm personally i'm a big patriots fan and even though you know in new england it's essentially devin asiasi and dalton keen and nobody i still i'd be maybe in your final round of your rookie drafts you want to take a flyer on someone like asiasi um i could definitely i could do that but i would try to find veterans more than rookies in this year's draft for sure yeah, and I was looking at those that New England Patriot offense, and I was thinking of Cam Newton, and I think Cam Newton's going to end up being the starter there. Uh, it's just inevitable. You can't you can't bring Cam in and then put him off the bench. So it's inevitable that he's going to be the starter there. And he has always loved to throw to his tight end Greg Olson, of course. So he has eyes for that depth of range, I guess, or a depth on the field. And then I was thinking about the system that the Patriots have run in the past, and it's been very tight end oriented. 
but then I looked at the tight ends and I was going, okay, who's the tight end then? <laughs> it's, is it Muhammad Sanu? Is that going to be the tight end? It, it very well could be. I mean, and I think all the points that you just made are very valid. Um, Greg Olson was, you know, a fantasy stud there because of Kingdom. You know, this this year in New England, it's it's hard. It's hard to kind of project, you know, what's going to happen because it is such a such a totally different quarterback, you know. This year with Cam instead of Brady, the you know Gronk is gone again. Uh, I, I expect them to be a little bit more of a spread style offense. So you know I still think Edelman should do okay, just being kind of his slot self. But you know someone like Nikhil Harry, Mahab and Sanu, like you just said, um, projecting the New England offense for fantasies is very difficult, and it's something that you know I've done pretty well in my history of knowing who to take in new England uh, this year. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be, it's kind of a crap shoot. It's going to be a real crap shoot. So we'll see. Now, the one thing I would love to see happen is if the new England Patriots make the playoffs because it, the odds are stacked against them this year, you got the Buffalo bills who are primed and ready to take over that division. Now the Miami dolphins is up and comers and their, their offense is slotted for a big gain, especially with the new England Patriot defense, almost all sitting out. It seems like if, if the Patriots make the playoffs, can we please have a wager inside the New England Patriot locker room that Cam Newton gets to dress Bill Belichick for one press conference? <laughs> I would, I would love that. I am very, oh. I, I second this wager for so much. <laughs> that'd be great. That'd be fantastic to see. Okay, since we're on rookies, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this question, and then we'll let you go because I know you're a busy guy. You got the new baby and all that. Uh, I have not heard anything out of the Cincinnati Bengal camp about their rookie quarterback Joe Burrow. A- am I missing out on something? I- I've been looking for smoke, you know, to say that he's taking over the system. He's doing really good with the playbook. He's coming. I haven't heard anything, which makes me terribly afraid to try and get any Bengals on the offensive side of the ball. Wow. You know what? I honestly, I haven't thought about that at all, but you're, you're a hundred percent right. I haven't heard. Yeah. There's been, there's been no smoke. There's been no chatter. I think I saw there was the one video of Joe Burrow throwing in slow motion to AJ green. But other than that, there's been zero talk about it. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. This is, you call me, you call me. This is a great, no, (laughs) I'm, I'm glad because that's it was a thought that crossed my mind today as I was preparing for this show and thinking about asking you different questions and just seeing where the conversation went. And I was thinking about Joe Burrow for some reason, and I was like, I have heard nothing about him. And it, it has me scared to draft any of those Bengals players. And I do remember seeing that video, but I have also seen a video of Mitch Trubisky throwing in a <laughs> bubble somewhere on a baseball field with soccer. And he, and he was throwing to Anthony Miller and it, they tried to make the video look good, but Anthony Miller was still having to stretch for balls that there was no defenders around <laughs> and stuff. And I was going, Oh, this is going to be a long year for my bears. <laughs> yeah, it could, it could be tough. I don't, yeah, the bureau things are really actually a great point. Um, I feel like I'm gonna have to start like keeping an eye out to see if there's any. I'm Googling it real quick after the show. Dan, I appreciate you so much coming on and, and telling everybody about this teacher charity tournament. Once again, give them all the information of where they can donate. If they are a teacher, can they contact you in signing up for the next league? And let me tell you something, brother. 
you've started something that's going to end up happening every single year. And my hat is off to you. I thank you so much for bringing this positive vibe into the fantasy community world. But tell everybody where they can get in touch with you, how they can make donations, and all those things. Yeah, yeah. Again, thank you so much. So, um, again, my Twitter handle is AWL Sabermetrics, all one word. Um, and the, the link to donate is right pinned to my profile, so you can follow it. Um, click that first link and you can donate. Anyone obviously can donate. You don't have to be a teacher. Um, if you are a teacher and you want to get involved in the tournament, please, yes, reach out to me, tweet me, shoot me a DM. And I'm taking names right now to already fill a third league. You know, this is something that I would love to create. You know, uh, every year we pick a new charity and, you know, maybe next year's literacy or mental health or whatever it may be. Um, but if we can, you know, Anything we can do to to help our kids in this country and, and spread positive vibes would, would really be something that would be amazing. So if anyone out there listening can donate one, five, ten dollars, even more, whatever you can spare, if you can spare it, would really, really be amazing. It can make um really, really positive change in a child's life in this country. Very good. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Fantasy Impact Today, a special edition where we're out here trying to promote positive vibes, just like we always do. But now I've got somebody with me who's doing that as well uh, with a great charity and a great cause, the Teacher Charity Tournament. You can find me, Wes Easley, on Twitter, at Loafinit. All the past podcasts and articles are on the website, fantasyimpacttoday.com. You can sign up to have an alert sent to you every time a new content comes out. You can follow the show, at FI Today, with a little underscore. Fit fam, I need you to please. Push those stars and those likes. Review and subscribe to the show. But even more important than all that is we would like to encourage you to go out into this world and find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today, just like Dan has done. 